0: It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear, plus my friends in the third row, and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com.
2: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Join today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, analyst and broadcaster for CBS Sports. In today's show, we're chatting all things week seven preview in NWSL. we got to make some picks, make some predictions, talk about some uh, you know wonderful performances that we've been seeing so far in the NWSL. But before we do that, quick reminder, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're also a podcast, so go ahead and follow, like, and download uh, so that you never miss out on a single episode. What a lovely way to kickstart our weekend with with hey. hanging out with each other, getting ready to make some picks. Lisa, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good, Sandra.
0: Full disclosure, we had a little off mic before. It's like the my favorite time of year with the weather right now because when you wake up early in the morning it's bright out at like 6 30 it's usually when I get up during the week and it's bright out and there's just something a little easier about jumping out of bed when the sun is up and the birds are chirping outside my window it's it's really nice but then you go outside and it's not sweltering hot it's a beautiful crisp spring morning it's really really nice um honestly It's good to be here and talking about this. We got some good games to chat about. Um, Shout out to Kylie in our chat right now because, no, we're not going to bypass Sandra's (laughs) red tie-dye shirt. Good morning, Sandra. You're bringing the tie-dye. I'm
2: I'm ready. I'm with you. Look, we always joke because we're like, you know, when we do our little small talk intro it's like maybe we should talk about the weather but we can't <laughs> help it maybe we can't help it because i'm with you like literally minutes before i we see jump, you
0: every day so i know like the only thing that's changed is Min- the weather maybe i don't Min- know
2: minutes literally minutes before we jumped on here we're just like god it's really just the perfect time of year isn't it like we're, we're mm-hmm. still in that phase where we don't have to worry about it being like 87 degrees by like 10 (laughs) a.m on a on a a random morning like we're still we're still doing uh, you know a good job of just like kind of easing into the the warmer temps but thanks Kylie I appreciate it I I love a I love a, a good tie-dye, so had, yeah. to, had to bring it on. You know, the weather's matching the calendar, and I'm like, now nah, the wardrobe has to match as well. Like, I let's, agree. Let's I
0: appreciate it. And in addition to our weather talk, as always, a little Philadelphia sports update for everyone. Oh, Philadelphia 76ers, up. Boston Celtics game six tonight. They're back in Philly, so home court advantage for
2: um, my um, Sixers.
0: And Philly leads the series 3-2, so we need a big game from James Harden, uh, Tobias Harris went off last game, too. Doubt that's going to happen again. But Maxi. but really, we need James Harden to to drop another 30. But yes, I'm, I'm rooting, for
2: you, I'm rooting you. for you. I need those <laughs> updates because I need to know where I stand in alliance <laughs> with my friend. So now, I, now thank I'm thank like, you. okay, sick. We got game six. We got to make sure Joel Embiid has another good game and James Harden. We're locked in. I love it. I know when you. I know. I know how you're going to navigate your weekend. Then it sounds like we're, we're getting. We're getting. Like exactly. I said, the early start, the early preview of the weekend for not just ourselves, but we've got to get an early preview of the NWSL as well. Week seven, it's happening. I don't know. Lucky number seven. Who's who's gonna who's gonna fall in line with with all the superstitions, right? Uh, let's yeah. start. Maybe we have to start with some undefeated teams because believe it or not, we're rolling into week seven and we still got. Not one, but two undefeated teams in NWSL regular season thus far. Unbeaten are Portland Thorns FC, and they will go up against Houston Dash on Friday. At eight thirty PM Eastern, so kicking things off uh, a little bit differently, right? We sometimes get a big cluster of games on Saturday, maybe one on Sunday, but this is another one of those weekends, Lisa, where we get to kind of, you know, spread out the joy of NWSL soccer with uh, with some games throughout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When we're looking at Portland Thorns FC, I mean, we're we kicked off this segment talking about undefeated teams, so let's start with them. Who you got in this one? Are are the Thorns just looking like the the sort of team that they're just so in form at this moment, they're just making it impossible to pick against them.
0: Yeah, I mean, this matchup is my top matchup, one of the, my top six of the six, one of my top to watch this weekend. And I like that we're starting the show with it. Uh, brings a little excitement to to the episode today because Portland versus Houston is going to be in Houston. Um, so Dash will be hosting this one at home. But when we look at Portland, this is a, an undefeated team, as you talked about, but they're coming off back to back three, three draws. That's a lot of goals against North Carolina and Angel City. And in both of those back-to-back draws, Portland ultimately was responding in in all of those games. Yes, there were moments where they took the lead, whether it was 2-1 or uh, 1-0 in these two games. However the final goals were scored by Portland in order to draw those games. Remember against Angel City, it was a Bella Bigsby goalkeeper up for the corner kick, back heel finds the back of the net. And then against North Carolina, it was a a stoppage time goal at the end of the game for Portland to to equalize again. So in both of those, I'm going to say that Portland was the one kind of on the offense at the end of those games because they were the ones looking to get a goal, looking to push for that draw, looking to split points instead of being the ones kind of controlling the game and saying, okay, let's slow it down. Um, which to me says a lot about the competition that they played against. And now they are going up against a huge Houston Dash side that is is coming off a, a bit of a, a, a dip in their performance. They haven't won a game uh, since five games ago. They're coming off back-to-back losses in the regular season last week against O.L. Reign and then before that in the regular season against North Carolina Courage. So they've also been shut out in those last two games. They, they weren't able to get a goal Um, in their last three regular season games because before that it was a 0-0 draw against Washington Spirit. So Houston's on a bit of a scoring drought at this point, which um, is a little bit concerning for me as as they go up against this Portland side that clearly knows how to score, right? Six goals in their last two games that they have. Um, But I honestly think that the way Portland's been going with things, they've also given up a lot of goals and given up a lot of opportunities and I hate to do this but I'm starting the weekend out on a draw I don't think Portland's going to turn things around they've got back-to-back draws they are still undefeated and they're going to remain undefeated against Houston but they're going to travel to Texas and it's going to be a draw between these two sides
2: listen I I love it I respect it I I this was a game that i was going back and forth on a bit a little bit as well and i don't know i think it's for that for the reasons that you're talking about the inconsistencies a little bit at this point mm-hmm. um that maybe i am leaning more one way uh, towards one way than the other a draw was absolutely in the cards for me as well between these two sides because on the other side of things for for houston specifically the the host I'm also looking for that response while we're looking at maybe the, the record two back-to-back games for Portland conceding six goals over those two games. Um, that's tough. I think obviously Mm -hmm. that that's something you're circling automatically as a coaching staff, as players you are like, okay, we got to tighten things up here defensively, but for the Houston dash side of things looking over the course of their last couple of games, it's, it's real streaky for me. Mm -hmm. So I I just, there's just, there's just not a lot of concrete, like, um, Concrete evidence there where, where there's enough for me to say like, you know what? Houston's going to take this all the way. This is the game where they're going to like get things back on track. I don't know if this if this is if this is that game. There's there's a there's moments and stretches of time in the, in the play. Where we're looking at the dash and we're just like, yes, this is promising. This is good they're starting to get it together and there are others where maybe they're navigating things in the pitch and you see every once in a while, those tactical timeouts when all Mm -hmm. of a sudden players go to the side of, of the, of the pitch and there's Sam lady with his whiteboard moving around the pieces and and reminding the players what they got. And yeah, we're not necessarily seeing it. So I'm just kind of like, is there a disconnect? What are we going to see? Like we're at week seven where I think fully in that second quarter of the season, we need to start seeing what teams are about? Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very long year.
0: Yeah, consistency—that's the biggest like thing that you have to be seeing at this point, and whether it's consistently good or a consistency that's not so great right now and like uh, looking at portland i I think that they've struggled a bit defensively now they've been without becky sauerbrunn captain center back u.s international for the last two games and and three games ago she came out in the middle of that game so that plays a factor in the defensive shape of portland i also think bella bigsby's had some tough games in goal for the Thorns. she's let in some goals that she probably should have saved
2: um, yeah, I, I hear you in terms of like going for the draw because I think you can, yeah. make, you can, it's not so much that you can make a case for either team to like pull off, off the win. It's almost like you can make a case for either team to maybe pull, like end up with the oops, end up with the mistake and then maybe. That's what know, I mean. Drop yeah, exactly. The points. Um, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go in that. Maybe it's going to come down to some, midfield areas here on the pitch for these Ooh. two teams and when i'm looking at that middle third specifically i just think portland has way more in the arsenal than houston does yeah. so i'm actually gonna go with thorns on the road against dash in this one
0: i like that i honestly like that pick i mean the way that they've put up goals crystal dunn is is a force a force yeah. in that midfield they've got so many great pieces um yeah. All right. I like it. I'm going with the draw between these two sides. Portland's going to stay undefeated for both of us because you're going with the Portland win.
2: Lock, lock it in. We're locking it into the notebook. Lisa's got it, it Lisa. in. Lisa's keeping it uh, on track always. for the us. The
0: notebook is back this year. <laughs> it's always here. <laughs>
2: Just in but case people were wondering, it's back. Don't worry, never left. Uh, let, let's uh, let's pivot, let's talk about the other undefeated uh team in the league right now. We are gonna preview Angel City versus Washington Spirit, but we also got to chat a little bit about their Challenge Cup game that just took place. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could recap Spirit and their performance in the lone game that took place on Wednesday this week, but. Four to win over Orlando Pride for the Spirit, uh, going into Los Angeles and going head to head between uh, these two sides. We didn't see Trinity Rodman uh, get any get any minutes in this in this Challenge Cup game. Um, but we did see as Sanchez coming late into okay. the game, also got a goal. We got to see Ashley Hatch get into the mix a little bit. No Sullivan, you know, so there's some players who got some rest yeah. this week. There's some players who are, yes, gonna go on a you know quick turnaround to la but there are some players who are completely ready and navigated this week is sort of just like a regular week of preparation and going on the road um so they remain undefeated they also pick up those first points for themselves in challenge cup you know a little bit of a momentum here does that sway a pick when people are looking at this matchup and looking to see to go with either Angel City or the Washington Spirit?
0: Uh, For me, I'm going with Washington Spirit, ripping the Band-Aid off, letting everyone know about it. Um, In reference to the Challenge Cup midweek game that happened last night, Wednesday night, ahead of this uh, game for Washington Spirit, ahead of... Uh, their game against Angel City, which is Saturday. So pretty quick turnaround. But as you talked about, a lot of rest for some big players. You and I didn't want to see Trinity Rodman in the midweek. I didn't want to see Andy Sullivan either. We didn't get to see them. It was perfect. Give them rest. They don't need to play. I also wanted to see Chloe Ricketts get the start. Two claps yes. for my brother. She got the start. Fantastic. Um, this was like a thrilling game, four-two ultimately. Washington gets the win over Orlando. It was like a chaos, just chaotic. If you want a chaotic game, go back and watch this one because it was, it had the makings of a lot of fun um goals, vibes, celebrations, a back heel, a couple worldies from from outside the box. Um, really good action. But the the way that Washington is going right now, we talked about it, Portland versus Houston, the consistency that you, we need to start seeing from teams. It's now week seven. We need teams to have identity. We need them to have consistency. And Washington spirit to me is, is, is clicking in all the right places. I think Mark Parsons is putting the right combination of players together on the pitch to allow them to succeed. Um, even in the midweek, Washington Spirit switched up. They they actually went with a 4-4-2 diamond in the midfield, which we haven't seen before from this team this year um, and in years past. But now under Mark Parsons, he's switching it up and he's asking more of his players, which allows them to have the knowledge and the freedom and the understanding to be able to play a little bit more fluidity whether they're in a 433 or a 442 uh, they have the knowledge of those other positions and those other roles and and the understanding of how everyone else on the field is supposed to be doing their job which allows them to do their job better individually it's it's all these little individuals working so well together to make up the collective that is the 11 on a field for washington spirit and i'm really impressed with how it's going for them Um, on the angel city side. They're they're coming off a pretty big win over Kansas city three, two. And then before that, a three, three draw gets Portland. So man, angel city can score. They've got six goals that they've put away in the last two games And they did it both without Julie Ertz. Now, unsure of her availability in this match, uh, she wasn't available um, the last two games that Angel City played excused absences for her. That's a midweek challenge cup last week, the regular season uh, in week six against Kansas City for Angel City. Will she be back? I think that does change things a little bit um, that might sway my decision but as of right now I'm going to say that she's not available I'm just going to go with that who knows and I'm going to give Washington the win in this one it'll be it'll I think it'll be a little bit of a different story though if Ertz is playing
2: yeah, I'm with you. Look, we, we do our, our previews. We try to get a kickstart early on, on the weekend here for folks. But that also means that we're doing these ahead of any availability reports yeah. that that drop. So we're just, you know, kind of guesstimating here, right, in terms of who may or may not be available um, within these matches. And I'm with you. I think Julie Ertz has short She's shown already at this point, even with just, um, you know, two appearances with Angel City, the type of caliber of player she is and how her teammates around her sort of continue to elevate their play as well when she's available for them on the pitch. Um, I don't know. I think, look, we all know at this point that any team that goes on the road um, to Los Angeles are going to have to deal with some pretty good scenes in the arena. So fans that that go to BMO that that go and and celebrate Angel City, they make it tough for the opposition. Yeah, they they provide an they provide an excellent um environment. But I don't know if that's enough to, to sort of say like, oh, like the, they're the home team. They've got some of the rest. You know, there's players who are coming in from the spirit and have a, you know, have that that Challenge Cup game. But we we're just talking about that Challenge Cup game. We got to see uh, MVP caliber performances from Trinity Rodman through these opening seven weeks. And she did not play in in that Challenge Cup game. Um, if, if, if Julie Ertz is available, guess what? so is andy sullivan she's likely to be available as well maybe there's going to be you know some uh, canceling out there some neutralizing there and in in those areas of the midfield on the pitch so i don't i don't know if there's enough here for me uh, on angel city side to say you know what they're gonna get this one they're gonna snap this undefeated streak from washington spirit but let me tell you players are motivated by that kind of stuff I know. They're absolutely motivated by that kind of stuff. Like, may, maybe Angel City's like, hey, the, you know what? This team is not coming in here and going to leave here unbeaten. We'll see. I would love to see it. I would love for the upset because I, too, am going with the Washington Spirit. Right. Nice. I want to come back here and be wrong. I think that, that always makes for for excellent episodes. Um, but, I, but we'll see. I mean, We're I don't
0: want to be wrong. I want to be right with my picks, first uh, of all. And would. I just think – I. I this, like, Trinity Rodman not playing in the midweek, Um, she's one of those players that wants to play every single game. She wants to run. She wants to press. She wants to score goals. So, like, she's going to be so energized at BMO Stadium. She yeah. wants to silence the crowd. I just think that the run that Trinity Rodman has been on, I mean, the off-ball work that Rodman is doing, I, I talked about it in last week's recap, and, and I will preach on it forever because um, this player is – you talked about it, MVP caliber in the first seven weeks of this season and I just don't foresee her having a drop-off her mentality has changed so much in year three in the NWSL and she's still such a young player she's only 20 years old but she has this maturity about the way she plays the way she understands game management her IQ on the pitch her her ability to bring in other players it's unmatched and so I want Julie Earths to play because I want to see how the Rodman Earths Sanchez matchup happens in the midfield
2: I feel that. I mean, look, or Alyssa Thompson and Robin will yeah. see how. Let's see which which of the wingers kind of take more of the space. I, I'm with it. I think there's going to be a lot of good individual battles here on the pitch, but I think Spirit have have more to come out with the win on the end. So we're both going Spirit. We're split on uh, on the first match that we just made a pick on. We've got more picks to make. So make sure you stick with us after a quick break.
1: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
2: All right, we're back at it making some picks for NWSL week 7. Let's get started with uh, with some teams at the bottom, teams at the top. <laughs> let's uh, let's make a pick <laughs> between Racing Louisville and Chicago Red Stars. This one also kicking off on Friday at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. You can catch uh, the action on CBS Sports Golazo Network, actually, if you're looking for a game to watch. This is one of those games that uh, features on you, Make sure soccer. you tune in. Uh, catch catch a uh, morning footy, catch box to box, catch. It is All free, stars, people. games.
0: It is free. Galazzo network is free. You just got to go to your Paramount plus app online, mm-hmm. whatever you want, click yeah. live and then click on watch Galazzo networks. So you can watch racing Louisville Chicago for free this weekend. Um, good match. Good match coming up.
2: Tune in. Let's make some picks. Uh, Chicago on the road and heading, uh, heading to Louisville coming off of another loss against the uh, Gotham. Uh, Racing Louisville also a team on the hunt for a win, and um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, I got this one as my draw. Least, uh, there's right. just there's just not uh, a lot that I'm I'm, I'm looking at between uh, these these two teams. I think again, similar to maybe what we were chatting a bit about um, with Houston, perhaps earlier in this episode. I, I kind of have similar feelings um, with the the tactics and and maybe not connecting with, with the players that they have in, in, in Louisville we have seen um, some good individual performances uh, from from racing players and they look like they're out there having fun and sometimes you know they also are part of wild score lines as well but they haven't been able to convert any of those in, into um, a big win just yet like a full 90 performance type of win that we're looking for from racing. And while Chicago does have a win under their belt, they've uh, struggled to kind of get consistent results on, on their own. And so I'm curious if maybe going on the road, getting away from, from home, feel might actually be an advantage for, for, the yeah. uh, you know, maybe sometimes you got to get out of there and, 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 and shake it off. But that's, again, that's also not enough for me. So I'm, I'm looking for the two teams to, try to put together good performances yeah. but um it, you hate to even sort of have this perception this er, kind of still early in in the season where we're not really even at the second half yet but it, it does it just sort of has a, a bit of a wooden spoon battle for me in, in this game so i'm going with a draw
0: yeah i, I respect a draw in this one a lot actually the the way these two teams have been in recent form um so I'm, I'm with you on that one. I see why you're going with the draw. The, this is our, our full full send wooden spoon battle because racing Louisville 11, uh, second to last place, Chicago 12th, last place. Uh, you don't love to see it. I know, I know you for Chicago, of course, but um, Louisville hasn't won a game yet. They have yet to pick up three points in a game. They've drawn. So they do have points on the, on the table and that's why they're not the, in last place, but they have not won a game yet. They're coming off a one, no loss to Orlando pride, but that was a game where they were without midfielder Savannah DeMello. She picked up two yellows, a, equaling a red two matches ago. So she sat out last week. She's going to be back for them. It's at home. That's a big advantage for me that racing Louisville now has in the midfield. Um, bringing back Savannah DeMello into the mix is great it's because it's not like she's been injured and she hasn't been training. She's been doing everything behind the scenes. She just didn't get to play in the regular season game last week. So she's going to be incredibly fresh, incredibly ready to go at home in this match against Chicago. Um, meanwhile, Chicago, they're coming off that 2-1 loss to Gotham. And there was just a lot of pieces that were falling apart during that game. It, 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 there's just not enough there right now for Chicago that I'm seeing. They they have these moments of greatness but then they also have really big moments of like mental lapses on the field where their opposition just takes advantage the the way that Gotham got the win in this game their second goal came from a sloppy giveaway by Chicago and then a lack of defensive pressure against Lynn Williams at the top of the box and of course she's going to score that goal so it's like there are things that are seem like they would be really easy for Chicago to fix re-watching film like okay, if Lynn Williams is dribbling at you, you have to step because otherwise she's going to shoot and score. But there are just a lot of different pieces that have to come together for me in order for Chicago to get this win. And that's yep. why I'm going to go with Racing Louisville. The return of Savannah DeMello is big for her. Yep. I think we've seen a lot from Uchenna Kanu up top and, and Wong Shuang had a great game last week for Racing Louisville against Orlando despite not picking up the win. Um, and I think being at home for Racing Louisville is going to give them – that little bit of home field advantage on a Friday evening in Louisville to pick up three points over Chicago.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I think again, another game where I'm looking at midfields here to try to combat each other. And I think if you're looking at, at racing while they've got some young pieces in there and a DeMello and, and and a Howell, those are still players who uh, are playing in a second year together, and DeMello is a player who's not having a sophomore <laughs> slump and is going to be back, like you said, after that yeah. red card suspension uh, being served in, in the previous match. So yeah, shout out to Virgil. If DeMello plays yeah. and racing's win, l- listen, you don't want to all put it all on one player, but this is the type of player that DeMello is showing herself to be for racing. That it's noticeable when she's mm-hmm. not on the pitch for this team, and noticeable when she is. So yeah, I'm with you. If she's in it, it's absolutely going racing, racing's way. Uh, but they to they, uh, two also have to Make sure that they close out a game, right? We're looking. We're still looking not only for a win from from Louisville, but we're looking for a full ninety minute performance. And I think Chicago showed. Like we were talking about that last game against Gotham. I was a little bit of a tale of two halves, where all of a sudden Chicago kind of showed up in that second half and push, 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 but weren't able to get uh, an equalizer or results or anything. So, uh, you know, if, if you take it against uh, if Racing takes it against Chicago and then takes their foot off the gas, there's a there's potential for things to get choppy, maybe in, in in the second half, so uh so we'll see. It's it's one to keep an eye on because I think this is one of the more um, unpredictable games for sure. I think when you're looking at kind of the streaks of, of these two teams so far in the seven weeks of the season, but maybe uh, another match where it's uh, difficult to, to pick a winner or a loser or a draw. North Carolina Courage versus OL Reign. This one kicking off on Sunday at three p.m. Eastern. I like this matchup. I don't I, I don't yeah. consider it one of the biggest matchups of the week. I think we opened up the episode with the two biggest matchups to keep an eye on in Portland versus uh Houston and the Angel City versus Spirit, but I would I would say that this one is maybe like the the kind of under the radar um match for for people to keep an eye on that maybe there could be a surprise in this one.
0: So why do you think that this is the one to match? What's the what's the surprise you think that's going to come from these two?
2: Um again, we we're we're talking a lot about the phases of this of us of a long season. And I think for North Carolina courage, even though they've got a lot of young pieces and newer names on that roster, they're starting to put some things together that are going to make the opposition and the scouting report forced to like to look mm-hmm. at those things we're looking. I'm talking about a young rookie in Olivia Wingate. I thought she's had some really good performances. She's shaping up to be a problem. For back lines and defensive shapes when you're looking at some of the highlights in the footage of North Carolina Courage. Caroline is looking a lot more comfortable, perhaps because she's got an extra outlet. It's somebody like an Olivia Wingate in this one. So look, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a shocker, or but there's going to be some things here that I think people will be excited about fourth yeah shout out to fourth deconstruction. construction who mm-hmm. agrees with you. me I love yeah, that Steve versus oL will be a great game I think so too uh look oL rain is coming off of of a uh, finally jumping into first place. Um, they were able to pick up the result because Portland was dropped some points against North Carolina Courage, right? We're just talking about a wild game that occurred. That was one of those 3 3 draws that uh, Portland has had to go through over the last couple of weeks. And I think maybe there's that's where the argument ends. Perhaps if folks are looking to make a pick, they're like, well, you know, if, if North Carolina is starting to get it together, they're also kind of conceding some goals as well. So may, they are. maybe they're still going to go the way of all rain, because when we're looking at all rain, Lisa, we're looking at, uh, you know, Megan Rapino getting, you know, more extended minutes, looking more comfortable on the ball. We've got a really deep bench that wow. we're looking at for Laura Harvey at her disposal in a game like this, uh, who, who are you picking in this one and why?
0: I'm going to go with O.L. Rain. As you talked about the the deep bench that they have and, and they've been playing without Rose Lavelle now yep. for several weeks. And she is such a big piece of this team. And the fact that they've been able to go five undefeated, picking up uh, wins and wins and wins and points over the last several weeks, um, their first loss coming in the opening week of the NWSL. That was it. And all doing it without Rose Lavelle, who to me is a massive piece of this O.L. Reign midfield. Um, I agree. I do think this game is going to be very good to watch. I think everyone should take it in. The stylistic play between North Carolina and O.L. Reign is similar, and I think we're going to see a lot of fun action like in terms of crosses into the box, the outside backs getting up really high and, and whipping crosses in. That's Emily Fox for North Carolina Courage. Ryan Williams we've seen now being shifted out wider last week for Sean Nehas, where, where Ryan Williams thrives in wide spaces of the field. She's, she's effective in the middle, but I think she's more effective offensively when she's in those wide spaces. She forced the first own goal for North Carolina last week in, in their opening match. Um, but to see kind of what Emily Fox, Ryan Williams can do sending those crosses in, and then you look on the Oll Rain side of things. Sophia Huerta whipping crosses into the box, like heck yeah, I want to see it. The Megan Rapinoe, the fish lock of it, fish lock of it all, have been just a developing relationship that's been really fun to watch. So I think this game is going to be pretty high pace, high intensity. Okay going back and forth between these two sides. But ultimately, I am going to give it to the visitors. All rain traveling to carry North Carolina. Um, but I think this will be a, a tight one. But I do think all rain going to stay at the top of the okay. table, pick up three points and get the win.
2: I, listen, I respect and I feel you. Maybe there might be a bit of a, a, a frantic pace to this one as well. Yeah. I, look, I, I also think it might be a low scoreline, honestly. I, yeah, I think all rain has, has had a few games now where they kind of have smashed that narrative a bit, right? That they are this attacking team. They can play this kind of beautiful soccer and get tons of shots on goal, but but maybe not get the back of the net. They've got some games here where they've got some bulkier scorelines and saying, hey, we know how to get them back there. Yeah, And we're looking at North Carolina Courage who maybe had a a stretch of games there where they had some, uh, you know, shot totals where they didn't have a ton of attempts on target actually, in order to even, you know, kind of have a real dangerous threat on goal. Maybe that's changing a little bit here as both of these teams are going into this uh, second quarter of the season. So I'm also going with the rain in this one, but I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it's going to be narrow. I think maybe like a one, zero, at okay. this one, maybe even like a 2-1 I don't think the margin is going to be I think the margins are going to be a little bit finer in this one So um, wow. I'm going rain
0: I like that we're both going oh rain in this one You're putting a low scoreline prediction on it um, You and I always have fun with these picks And these predictions, yeah. Sandra And and thanks to everyone that joins us live on YouTube Because our chat now is having fun But they're going in a different direction We've got Owen here saying that Wingate is going to nutmeg <laughs> cook So they're making specific- I'm high on Wingate, yeah they're making specific predictions about like situational experiences in the game so will olivia wingate nutmeg cook owen i like it andrew out here saying that emily sonnet's gonna get a yellow card i'm with you on this one (laughs) i actually agree with you andrew i I really (sighs) like this prediction um yeah
2: caroline is a menace so maybe i would actually say that's probably a pretty good prediction there
0: I know, I know, it's it's hilarious. So, um, pretty good picks happening in our chat. Thanks, everyone, for
2: joining us.
0: Uh, really good stuff happening. Thank I you. I love it. Keep
2: keep yeah. the energy going, y'all. Because guess what? We've got two more yeah. matches to make uh, a couple picks and predictions on. Stick with us. We're gonna take a quick break. Alright, last two games. Let's have some fun. Let's make some predictions. Let's start with Gotham FC versus Orlando Pride. This one kicking off at 5.30pm Eastern. Gotham coming off that 2-1 win. Mm-hmm. Orlando Pride with a little bit of momentum too. They they dropped, unfortunately, their, their game against Washington Spirit in the midweek battle. 4-2. to two. Heavy scoreline. Um, but... <laughs> Had picked up a couple wins in the regular season yeah. before going on the road to Audie Field to uh, continue their Challenge Cup. When we're looking at these two teams, Lisa. I like what I saw out of Gotham. I got to see them live and in action against Chicago. Lynn Williams is the truth. Gotham FC is is the show. Right. But yeah. Lynn Williams is the ticket. Like that's, that's where, that's <laughs> what we're looking at here. Folks are, folks are lining up to see what Lynn Williams is going to do week in and week out for this, for this Gotham side. She's, uh, she's prime time for sure. So, uh, look, I, I'm going with Gotham in the, in this one. I'll just, I'll just start it, start it early. Let's just, let's just get it out there now.
0: I love this. I love that you're going with Gotham Uh, started early. I'm also going with Gotham go bats. You and I, we've both got New Jersey, New York taking the win in this one. My prediction for this game is a high scoring affair. All goals, <laughs> no defense yeah. between these two sides. <laughs> Honestly, I and which could mean <laughs> a lot of chaos, but I think Gotham's gonna come out with more goals than Orlando in this one. Um, this is a Sunday evening game, as you talked about Gotham coming off that two one win over Chicago. It was the Lynn Williams show. It is the Lynn Williams show, and it will continue to be the Lynn mm-hmm. Williams show for Gotham. Um, it's really hard to slow her down, to stop her, to limit her her exposure on the ball and that's all a team can hope to do and i just don't think it's going to be enough now orlando coming off midweek action against washington spirit during the challenge cup a 4-2 loss in which they scored first and they ended up getting on the board really early in the opening four minutes of the challenge cup match Um, i wanted to see ali Watt get a start we also got to see from washington spirit a or excuse me, from Orlando pride, uh, Kaylee Collins in goals. There was a lot of goalkeeper rotation for Seb Hines rotation on both sides of the pitch during that challenge cup game. But because of the midweek action and despite the rotation, Orlando's coming off midweek action and and that plays a factor into the preparation of everything because they had to spend the first two days of the week, one day of the week preparing for Washington. And now they only get two or three days to prepare for this Gotham side that that provides a lot to you, uh, on the pitch Um, in the regular season, Orlando, they're coming off back to back regular season wins. They turn things around. They got a three, one win over San Diego two weeks ago, a one, 0 win over racing Louisville last weekend. They've proved that they can score goals. They got two over Washington last night, but they also proved that their defense has some, some holes and some gaps in it. They let one in against San Diego. They let four in against Washington last night. I I just think there's going to be goals everywhere in this one. Like, High scoring. We got 4-2 in the midweek Challenge Cup. And Challenge Cup is always a little chaotic. Uh We see that. But I'm I'm thinking three goals from Gotham in this one. Maybe two from Orlando. I think Orlando's going to continue to score and get on the board. So I'm going to go 3-2 Gotham.
2: You're putting a heavy score on it. Listen, I, 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 mean, I respect I just it.
0: figure, why not? We have fun with it here. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this. So, I do. Like-
2: Three two, so like Lynn Williams hat trick?
0: Question mark. I mean, I would not be opposed
2: to that, Sandra. Sure.
0: I mean, what we'll we'll see. What we say goes. Three two, Lynn Williams hat trick. Gotham three points.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we'll see. I think. Look, uh, being on the <laughs> East Coast, I think maybe maybe you try to find this, the silver linings in it all. If you're if you're Orlando Pride, you're like, hey, we're we're going to to DC to play against spirit. We're staying, we're staying here, you know, we're, we're just keeping the, we're just keeping the the bus and the planes moving in the same direction essentially. Um, and, and try to, to limit the, the effects of something, you know, like, like travel on, on the body. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm not too sure if that's, if that's going to, that's going to be enough. I think it's some of the, some of the personnel that, that we saw uh, in challenge cup might be some of the players that you want to utilize, um, you know in in a game against Gotham, you know. So I think there's there's some opportunities I think if you're Gotham or excuse me if you're Orlando um in, in this one, you know, uh, are we going to see another start for for Allen? Um for Orlando Pride, um are we going to see more um goalkeeper rotation for Orlando Pride? That is something that has been constant for this this pride side you know between you know collins and um uh morehouse you know and uh carly nelson like there's it's it's been constant so uh, i think at this point you want to try to ensure that you're gonna solidify that you know it's 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 week seven you know who are who are you gonna who are you gonna roll with uh, you know at that point um and i think i'm gonna try to keep an eye on that because it's just something that makes me curious. Right. But even though there's like certain opportunities within that, like you want to look at those super linings, it's just, again, it's just not enough for me to pick against Lynn Williams at this oh, rate. And i picked seven.
0: Orlando, I think, the last two games. I picked them in the Challenge Cup last night. Yeah. I picked them last week and in, in their win. And I, I still think Orlando's climbing, right? They're building, they're laying the foundation, they're, they're growing in their – growth throughout the season, but sometimes growth comes with a, a loss and, and learning moments going up against really good opposition and, and a really good forward, frankly, like the, the Christy Mewis, Lynn Williams combination, the, the Yasmine Ryan in there too. Like so good. there's, there's good stuff coming, uh, between that team, that Gotham side. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's going to be tough for Gotham. They're also at home playing at Red Bull. It's yeah. I mean, I'm with you, we
2: both go in Gotham on this one. Let's see. Let's see if we're right. I like that you put the heavy scoreline on it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how many Williams scores in, in that one. If that's the case, <laughs> let's uh, let's make our final pick of the episode: Kansas City Current versus San Diego Wave. The Wave and the Current. It's a water bowl. <laughs> let's uh, let's make some let's make some picks here. Um, should we start with um, Should we start with the home side essentially? And maybe kind of run it down and see why or why not we might go, you know, with with Kansas City or we might go with the with the with the wave. I, look, both of them coming off of some losses here. Yeah, I think that's uh, something that's important to note. Um, What adjustments are we going to see when you are a team that's, uh you know, coming off of the losing side of things? Um I don't know. I, I'm always kind of feel like did I reserve my draw in the wrong place in this episode um look I, I think with San Diego wave I think this is a team that they're looking at they're looking ahead a little bit and maybe they don't want to drop another game because they've they've had some struggles as of as of late and Maybe not for for lack of, of, of player effort. That's that's never that's never the case. I think when we're looking at some of these some of these uh, losses, but you do have to wonder a little bit um, where players are getting plugged in and if if those areas are playing to to their strengths and and their attributes and what they can bring week to week, Um, especially considering the opposition that they go up against. So I think like with these two teams, Lisa, again, like I said, in Houston and Portland, and I think I also refer to that in angel city and the spirit as well. This is another game where I'm looking at the middle third and I'm curious who is going to dominate in that area. When it comes to these two teams. So, who do you think is going to win? What? Do you think I have a winner in this game, Lisa? You think it's going to be a draw? No, I don't think it's going to be a draw. <laughs> i actually well, You're going, pulling
0: my leg over here. You're pulling
2: your leg over here. I'm going to go with Kansas City Current in this one against San Diego Wave. I think they're going to continue to struggle.
0: Yeah. This this game's actually really tough for me. Um, I think both sides are struggling as of yeah. late. They really are. And, yeah. I think that maybe at the start of the season, so seven weeks ago, I would have circled this game on my calendar and said, this is my game to watch week seven. These teams are going to be flying at this point and they've both hit a lull Yeah, is this, the week that they kind of come out of that slump. I'm not so sure. I, I keep thinking that San Diego is going to be the team with, with Casey Stoney and Alex Morgan and Caitlin Sheridan to turn the switch snap back into it and and, and get going because San Diego is coming off back-to-back losses. Um mm-hmm. or against Orlando, they lost 3 to 1. That was Orlando's first win of the year. 3 win, 3 goals over San Diego. Um and then against Washington, 3 to 1. Kaylin Sheridan, goalkeeper for San Diego Wave conceded four goals in the first four games of the regular season. In the last two games, she has conceded six goals. Something's going on. Some something's happening there. I'm not so sure about it. They've also got Naomi Gurma rookie of the year, defender of the year last year, goal cup goalkeeper of the year in Kaelin Sheridan coach of the year, Casey Stoney last year, but something's not right over there at San Diego. Something's happening. I'm not sure when and how they're going to be able to turn it around because they've still put up goals, right? They, they got a goal apiece in their last two losses. Um, and sometimes that's all it takes and i think last year they could lean on getting one goal a game and and then keeping a clean sheet now when their defense isn't being as tight as it has been in in past year were past games, they have to rely a little bit more on their offense to put up more goals. That's when when we need to see two goals out of the front line of San Diego, three goals out of them. That way it's not so much pressure on the defense if they let up one or two. Now they've been, they let up six in the last two games, did San Diego. Now, meanwhile, Casey Curran, they were on a big slump to start the year, turned things around after they, they uh, said goodbye to head coach Matt Potter, Brad brought in Caroline Hwablum, uh, they got a couple of wins t- for two weeks, uh, but then they travel to Angel City and, and they get a 3-2 loss mm-hmm. a- against the L.A. side. They're back at home in Kansas City. I think that that this, this could be a draw between these two sides. Um, for me, sure. I think I'm going to go with Kansas City. I, I just don't think that this is the week that mm-hmm. – Things really get turned around for San Diego. I I think that Sheridan is still going to look a little lost in in what's happening. It's really hard to get your confidence back as a goalkeeper once that has happened to you. You have to lean on your team a lot. And the offense for Kansas City – with Dabinia, with CeCe Kaiser, has really started to develop, um, and they're going to continue to ride that wave. Cassie Miller, uh, although she's been getting the consistent starts and and shutouts for Kansas City over AD Franch, she does let in three goals last week against Angel City. And in talking to Coach Caroline Kwablum for Kansas City, she said that both goalkeepers were doing tremendously well in training, and she wants to reward good performance. Will we see a shakeup? Will we see AD French in goal this weekend? I think we could, um, and, and I think that could be the difference maker for Kansas City. And so that's why I'm going to go with the home
2: side in the current getting the win. All right, so we're both going KC. Yeah, in, in this one, um, do we want to like close out the show and have fun with this? We want to put a score line on this one as, as well, because I mean we've seen not only have we seen I a couple of kicks. Yeah, I'm like not only have we seen some some a couple some losses on on, on both sides of these two teams heading into this week's seven match, but there's been heavier score lines a, a little bit, um, b- between them. So I'm I'm curious if if this is the game that um, if there is rotation, right? Do we see A.D. French back in net for for Kansas City current? How that goes? How that goes? And what type of performance we see from the defensive back line in front of French and is it going to be one of those motivating performances, right? Where it's just like, you know, I'm back in, I'm back in the net and I'm not letting go of this Mm -hmm. starting position kind of energy. Right. And then maybe for Sheridan, I think you bring up, you know, a a good point in terms of back-to-back losses and kind of conceding the, 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 goals that, that the team has conceded over the last two weeks is you have to have short memories right? we hear, we hear about that all the time from, from the athletes that, that we that we speak to or, or interview and you just got to have a quick with the quick turnaround of a long season yeah you just kind of kind of leave that and push that behind you so yeah i'm okay. curious if, if maybe this one does come down to a, a goalkeeper a, a goalkeeper's battle a, a little yeah. bit when you've got two teams that have you know that have come in and have have led in some let in some score, some, some heavy score lines, you know, maybe you want to try and and turn that around and, and maybe make things narrow, but um, I'm with you in, in the budding relationship of between Kaiser, the I like what, what de bernardo's presence has done for for the current as well in the middle third um also curious to get a look at, at those individual battles this is another game where i'm really want to see how those things break out i mean we're going to get to see de bernardo and colaprico go head to head probably for the that. you know the first time ever in their in their careers you know there's little things here within the lines i think you know we're talking about the goalkeepers battle this is another one i think in the middle that people should try to keep an eye on so
0: yeah we'll call current i, I like how you to you it out up. I like that you shout out DiBernardo Bernardo and Colaprico. I, I honestly hadn't thought of that. They spent their whole careers at Chicago playing next to each other and now they get yeah. to go against each other. I think I think they'll share a few laughs and a few smiles. Um so you teased this a little bit ago. You said, Hey, should we put a score line on it? And I was like, Ah, I don't think I can. Well, the people in the chat want it. Peace mode wants a score line. Down. Um, I'm gonna go narrow. I think like a one nil, one nil to Casey.
2: Really narrow. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go two one. I think. The has got a brace in her. Mm, two one.
0: So you think San Diego gets one too? I do. I see okay. that. I mean, they scored in both their last two games, right? Yeah. Even if it's at the very end, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Morgan knocking one in in the final yeah. seconds.
2: You never know. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going 2-1 in this one. So we'll see. We'll see how correct or incorrect we were. We love to, to talk about all that uh, in our recaps as well. Make sure you stay tuned for that. But that's a wrap on our preview. So thank you all for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube so that you get alerts for whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. We'll be back with a weekend recap. So stay tuned and look out for that for Sandra and Lisa Roman this was the second person.